is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're going back, back to, to school. school. <laughs> it's a dead man's party. <laughs> oh, it missed the cue. It's all right. We're going back to school, 1986, uh, starring Rodney Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. Oh, we got either. Uh, and then you got <laughs> Sally Kellerman, Burt Young, Keith Gordon, Robert Downey Jr., Paxton Whitehead, Terry Farrell, awesome. William Zabka. The Zab, the, the Zabster. Yeah. The Zab, as uh, I like to call him. Ned Beatty. A, a pretty funny Ned Beatty, by the way. Yeah. He ain't squealing like a pig in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Emmett yeah. Walsh uh, is in this. One of the Who's great that? all-time... The diving coach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the all-time movie names. <laughs> uh, Sam Kinison. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ed- Edie McClurg of of eighties uh, secretary fame. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her uh, face from Escape from New York? That's her, Adrian Barbeau. Oh yeah, that's right. Barbeau. And let let us not forget about uh, one Kurt Vonnegut. Which I will definitely, <laughs> I will definitely be talking about there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was fucking great. All right. Well, I'm the one who nominated this movie. And uh, yeah, it's a movie that kind of like it, when it came out, my dad wouldn't let me watch it. But it was <laughs> Rightfully <he>, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk about that. Because yeah, my dad wouldn't let me watch it. And it was one of the ones that my dad had, a re- you know, every once in a while my dad would record cook up two VCRs, we rent a bunch of movies and record stuff. And usually it was for us. He didn't want to buy rent Star Wars anymore. He didn't want to rent Karate Kid or <laughs> Ghostbusters. So he would do those. But then occasionally he gets them for himself. And uh, this was one of them. And the other one was Beverly Hills Cop. But I remember, like, you know, when I got older, I would, on a sick day, I'd go and watch them anyway. And I, I like this movie, but I don't remember why it was so... Yeah, there's a scene where you see the, the chick in the shower, but it wasn't that raunchy. Like I don't remember why he was he wouldn't let me watch it. But anyway, I'd always watch it over at my friend Adam's house like all the time. Let's let's see what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. loophole. Watch it at a friend's house. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can always blame it on your friend if you got in trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, um, where did you hear that word? <laughs> Schwartz. Yeah. Adam <laughs> calls up here, Louie. What? What? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was my history with it. it was always around as a kid And I didn't get to watch it until I was a little bit older I mean, I was still probably 14 or 13 I don't even know how old I was when I watched this But uh, yeah, and I haven't watched it since So it's been a long time It's probably been at least 20 years since I've seen it And other than Scott always singing the song We really don't <laughs> reference it We really don't reference it that much I, I do remember I, One of our friends Was was going to take some additional classes like in the early aughts and we were in Vegas. Yeah. And I, for whatever reason, I kept thinking of, uh, you know, back to school and the, 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 the 
I guess the title song uh, in the movie yeah. is, has always been stuck in my head. So I started singing it and I know everybody was annoyed with me, uh, but they thought I was just like making it up. And like by the end of the weekend, they actually pulled it up on like YouTube and then like somebody had to apologize to me. <laughs> he like woke up in the morning. Back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was uh, Romero. I was giving him shit that whole weekend about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, what's your history with it, Scott? Uh, this was another one of those ones where I vaguely remember seeing this in the theater, but that can't be right because it came out in 1986. Uh, mm-hmm. But I uh, definitely saw it as a kid. Uh, probably watched it with my <laughs> probably with my dad. Like he just didn't care. Um, it was always a, a mainstay on cable, so I'm, I'm sure I shot, saw it a bunch on HBO and uh, the the other channels when it was cut for television. I vaguely I remember my my grandparents having a copy of this. They they had to have had like a made for TV version because there's no way <laughs> they, that we would have watched it at their place if it had the full on uh, nudity. But I wonder if the, the cut for TV version kept in some of the other stuff as well. So I imagine over the years, maybe they, they cut out a couple other things. Uh, like some of the stuff from the, the Sam Kinison scene, mostly. Um, but, uh, yeah, just I've, I've seen it a bunch of times over the years. It's actually been a while uh, since I, I, I had sat down to, to watch it, though. Uh, not 20 years, but um, enough so that it, it, not, it didn't feel necessarily fresh, but uh, all, all the humor still... Uh, pretty much land with me yeah sadly as i'm thinking about it I, it's been more than 20 years because if i'm 44 i know i didn't watch this in my 20s so yeah it was <laughs> probably pushing 25 30 years jesus mm-hmm. anyway alex what's your history i think uh i watched this while i was doing like a rodney dangerfield like renaissance for me because i saw um caddyshack for the first time when i was in my 20s and I'm like, oh, what else? You know, and, and like Meet Wally Sparks. No, that was in high school when Meet Lady Wally Bugs. Sparks came out. And Ladybugs, yeah. So I think I might have seen it around that time. Maybe late, late teens, early 20s. It's like, you know, what else has Rodney Dangerfield been on? I was like on a kick, like discovering his comedy for the first time. And that's when I like rented back to school. I enjoyed it. It's <laughs> good. Right. All right, sounds good. So, uh, as usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie, and I will go first. Um, and uh, as I forgot, I have my list pulled up, so I am killing <laughs> time here. Uh, so yeah, Vamping, thing, as, the, as we call it in the biz. Yeah. So, as we wait for this thing to load, uh, yeah, other than, I mean, I know there's like some sexual talk. But it really isn't that bad. I mean, is it just the full frontal scene? Or the full frontal scene. Whatever. The girl in the shower. Is there more than that in this movie? Like, I'm that, trying to remember. That's, what... that's really the only nudity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's definitely some uh, more than a few double entendres. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. And then and then the scene with the hot tub. Where there's a bunch of women in bikinis. Yeah. Which isn't that bad. Well, those but... were his nieces, to be fair. Oh, yeah. That's true. Jesus. That makes it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like you know, some some eighties stuff there. I, again, some of the stuff with the Kinnison um, is a little aggressive. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> well, I what Sam Kinnison aggressive? No, 
I remember being scared by those scenes. <laughs> that guy scares me. Yeah. Oh, ah. oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> we'll get to that. But, yeah. Uh, um, well, yeah, yeah, there's, so, so there's, there's some there's... racial humor there that I was tugging my collar at. Like, <laughs> well, the, the the racial stuff is, is definitely felt more like okay, this is 80s. Like, yeah. could have been so much worse. Like, oh um, no, yeah. At, but still. At one, yeah, it's still cringy. At one point, he he calls, uh, you know, just to, to quote uh, Roddy Dangerfield's character Thornton in this. Um, he talks about the Japs, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just stuff you, you really wouldn't see, um, like tape recorders or something. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, they're gonna eat us alive with the labor costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and then even even the nudity, like there's the nudity in and of itself. And that scene would have just been like, okay, this is a dumb thing for, for an 80s comedy. Uh, but he goes back to do the, you're perfect. Uh, and that's where it gets like, ugh. Mm-hmm. It goes from, okay, this is just dumb comedy to, okay, he's kind of a creep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he did drop an F-bomb. There was the, yeah, it was the one weird F-bomb in there, which felt really out of place, really. <laughs> it wasn't weird. <laughs> Well, not to me, anyways. I thought it was appropriate and hilarious. Remind me, what was it? Well, we'll get to it later, but it was yeah. during the uh, the phone call with Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. All right. All right well, number seven. I my list finally loaded. Uh, it's just <laughs> yeah. Bert. It's just Bert Young. Yeah, he's good. I, and just for the main reason it was, I think when I did see this, I'm like, oh, that's Paulie from Rocky. Like that was kind of like, oh yeah, thing. And then just him just being. Him, I just feel like that is how Burt Young is. I don't know. And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, the the whole thing with him holding the sign of Bruce, uh, Bruce Springsteen and all that was clever. And just yeah, Burt Young. He he was so he was part of what might be my at least top five of the the Rodney Dangerfield lines in the movie when Dangerfield says like, "What you should be worried about is Lou. He he might lose his trigger finger." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's my number seven. Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, number seven is some cringe. We we, we basically just talked about that as uh, as we up here. So I'll switch my number seven to uh, um, RDJ's teeth. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, which they brought back in the Avengers, or not the Avengers? Um, Civil War. Civil War. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was great. What's wrong with his teeth? This is before he fixed his teeth. Yeah, he had an, he had an Arnie gap. Yeah, I haven't even noticed. Yeah, his, okay. his teeth were... Yeah, he was so damn not, charming and not, handsome back then. Not great. Uh, even now. But, uh, anyways, but, yeah, my real number seven is the... Yeah, the, there's a little bit of cringe in that um, that I... So I vaguely remembered the, uh, the sorority scene. Uh, and that's too bad, too, because... That line outside is fucking hilarious when he tells the cop, like, here, go buy your kids something. Oh, I don't have any kids. He gives him more money. Oh, go get yourself some kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the whole setup for that is like, eh, a little, little collar pulley. You know, just chalk it up to this is the 80s. Like, people weren't really thinking about this stuff. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't. Hey, anyway. Alex, number seven. <laughs> My number seven is I knew Oingo Boingo. Was the guest like did a did a cameo in the movie? But I didn't know Danny Elfman actually did the score for this movie too. Yeah. 
So that took me a surprise, pleasant surprise, and that was uh, my number seven. Did he start right. out? Was this his first movie that he scored? Uh, that's a good question. Don't know. It's don't like know. I'm scoring this movie. Might as well be in it too. So eighty six. Well, this is de- well. Pee Wee Herman. When's that? That uh, had to be after this. Yeah, I thought I mean, it was this is not too far because then uh, the Batman. Batman's eighty nine. Yeah. Simpsons is eighty nine, right? Yeah. So it's right in that wheelhouse. So. Yeah. All right, uh, <laughs> you got some radio <laughs> bully going over there, Jeff. Sorry, I just adjusted my seat here. Uh, well, my number seven is a thing that's got so cringy. I, well, my number I seven, laughed. I got to go down the stairs. Clack, 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 clack. Sorry, my number six is I. Uh, the, the shower scene, I thought it was funny. Just like what? It's crazy, an old man, but who cares? I mean, I don't know. It's that kind of humor, right? It's those movies or happened all the time in the eighties. I didn't see anything. <laughs> You're perfect. <laughs> See, it was fine. It was fine up until that, like, like that he goes back. Yeah, well, of course he looked. Come on, that's the joke. That's <laughs> that's the joke. Of course he looked. Anyway, yeah. I thought it was funny. I laughed, and they were boobies. All right, Scott, we're moving <laughs> <for> six. <laughs> there were uh, six is the is, is the Elfman score. Um, you don't have to get too deep into it, but I think it really did elevate this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it wasn't just. Uh, them playing the top, uh, God, brain shut off. The whatever was the top of the local radio playlist or whatever at the time in the eighties. Whatever awful things are going on there. Yeah. Um, uh, the fact that they actually had it scored and yeah, it like brought a lot of energy to it. Um, it actually works well with with uh, Dangerfield. It always looks like his, you know, like he's just snorted a line. <laughs> in every scene <laughs> I just like super high energy and you got the score with the uh, kind of keep up with things uh, and, I, and I actually really did like the uh, the whatever the slow version for the for the diving <laughs> as well <laughs> oh yeah when they they did a sound alike for uh, Cherries of Fire yeah yeah it was yeah. It, it was very much was trying to evoke that yeah All right, Alex, mm-hmm. number six. My number six is, uh, there's a specific moment for my number six, but just diving in general. <laughs> I mean, you don't see that, aside from Mario Lopez starring as Greg Luganis in the Greg Luganis story, uh, diving as a major, like, uh, thing in sports <laughs> yeah, movies. That's pretty weird. So uh, I thought that was neat, especially for, you know, it's a comedy. What's the most ridiculous sport? That's legitimate that you can put in here. Diving, okay. Uh, there there was like there, there was a diving movie in the eighties. Let me see if I can find the name of it. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay, uh, but I really like how they set up, uh, you know, the phone call earlier in the office, and he's asking his son about the diving team and how that's going. And then later, <laughs> what I really like is great foreshadowing: is him after he serves his wife, his, his uh, ex-wife now papers adrian barbeau uh for the divorce and then he's out by the pool and everything and he's getting ready to dive in and you see rodney dangerfield and his pudgy old man uh silhouette try and go for a dive but then it cuts to a stunt double just doing a perfect flip <laughs> straight into the pool it's yeah. like holy crap <laughs> it's like ah something's gonna happen later in the movie it's gonna make this pay off <laughs> All right, so I, I was wrong it wasn't the the 80s 
It was 1990. There's a movie called Diving In uh, with a guy named Matt Adler. I, no. But Christy uh-huh. Swanson. And, Swanson. And just to bring things around, the diving coach in uh, Diving In, one Burt, Burt Young. <laughs> oh, they did that on purpose. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Burt Ward. I almost said Burt Ward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did almost say Burt Ward. But yeah, it was Burt Young. It was a little he still had to type his wiener. All the way back, so it wouldn't bolt out. What? You never heard that? Burt Ward. Oh, about Burt Ward. I yeah. Burt. Okay. Not Burt Young. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, so uh, Danny Elfman's first amuse- first composing was Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is '85. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. I was All right. about that. And then he did the Fast Times TV show, Sledgehammer, the TV show. <laughs> Sledgehammer. Um, Damn. Oh, wait. Hold on. Damn it. I remember. Oh, sorry. I may have been wrong there. I was looking at other stuff. So it was, it is Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and then Albert, sorry, Albert Hitchcock Presents, and then Back to School, Amazing Stories, and then it's okay. like Summer School, Beetlejuice, uh, Midnight Run, Big Top Pee-wee, Hot to Trot, Scrooge, Batman, Nightbreed, Dick Tracy, Darkman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, Night Before Christmas, Black Beauty, To Die. I mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah, when his second career started. Yeah. Ooh. All right, we're on to my number five. Yes. I think. Um, I I did not enjoy I the actor who the the guy who played his son. The main character, I guess. <laughs> He's not even on my list. Yeah, I just did not enjoy him. That was uh, Keith Gordon. Jason was his character. Yeah, not a fan of him. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Kind of. The only only casting in this movie I didn't really like. Um, looking this guy up. Uh... He looked like Squeak from Basketball. Uh, I can see it. I'm trying to see if there's anything else in, that he was in. But you yeah, he's not. Yeah, who's the guy? Who's in Christine? It's like one of the Cusacks or something. Oh right? no, I thought that was him. No, that, that's him. That's him and Christine. Is yeah. that him? Yeah. But I couldn't find it. That's what I thought, but I couldn't find it on here. Uh, it's the Legend of Billy Jean. You probably never saw that, Jeff. Uh, oh no, there it is, Christine. I see it now. So that's why I always thought. But I mean, I, I was because I couldn't find it. But I think I wasn't looking under actor. I was looking under. Director. Apparently, he's a director now too. Oh, okay. It's Christine with a C, not a K. Yeah. Oh, it's my mom's name, so I guess both. I figure that one out. Um. All right. Well, that was uh. So Scott, number five. All right. Now it's my turn to pull those. Uh. So my number five is the the homework delegation. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. So they. They, they have a, a few different gags for this. Uh, I think overall my favorite thing was just when he's collecting all the different uh, assignments. And he's got the room full of people and like the, the guy hands him the the research paper. And he just holds it and he's like, ah, oh, this feels a little light. Yeah. <laughs> go, go add a few pages, throw in a, a, like some, some colored graphs. Um, the... Uh, uh, he, he calls in... Um, people to, to help watch the monkeys, although they you never really see them do that. Um, yeah, just the whole the whole team of people working for him. 
And then there's the the the, the thing about the author that he contacts, which we'll, we'll get to later. But uh, just how yeah, he's got this whole system where he just got everybody on call to do everything for him. That's right. He does. He does. Because he's rich, tall, and fat. I, I do. I do. So a thing I do like about his character, and we'll, we'll get a little more into this, but um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as an '80s thing, uh, there, there was a a lot of movies where the the characters were just very irreverent, uh, just constantly fucking with people. We, we saw it in uh, like Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, well, it's a little, a little more benign there. Um, no, it's a banana in a tailpipe. It is. It is also that. Uh, they're like we watched Fletch, Fletch, and where he's constantly fucking with people, and in this movie, Dangerfield kind of is fucking with people, but then he's also like, here's a hundred bucks. <laughs> he's like super generous to go along with it, which is kind of nice, kind of refreshing for for the eighties. That it's he's not like as cynical as, as some of the other protagonists. Uh, and a lot of the comedies set to come out in that period. Yeah. So yeah, he's like paying all those people a lot of money to help him with his homework, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, he's rich. All right, Alex. Number five. <laughs> My number five is <laughs> the whole Kurt Vonnegut thing. Oh, that was great. It's like, Dad, you got a paper on Kurt Vonnegut. I don't know how many... Yeah, you're gonna pass this. <laughs> Knock at the door. Hello, I'm Kurt Vonnegut. I'm here to he- I'm here to see Mr. Mellon. <laughs> comes in. Uh, I'll leave the second half <laughs> of that cameo for Scott to talk about later, which is fucking great. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's my number four. <laughs> this was. It was just weird editing, but it was making me laugh. Was when he drives to campus for the first time. And it's just the random cuts of him looking out the window like with a weird face. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. got a bunch of B-roll of him mugging in the back of the, the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just him mugging in the limo and then just like some, yeah, here's, you know, young kids on campus. Then he looks out the other side with a weird look on his face and it was, I don't know, it was making me laugh. So, him driving through the campus the first time is my number four. So, Scott, what's your number four? My number four is, is Sam Kinison. Uh... So maybe you know maybe Sam Kinison's act would have worn a little thin had he not tragically died in the in the, in the, was the early nineties, right? I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe, but, um, yeah. like here it, it works perfectly. Just the the ultra intense history teacher, and by the way, that that's like the one set piece was his classroom, like that looked like a storage closet basically with windows that they were in. <laughs> yeah, it was tiny. Like all all the other like classrooms look like college class like fancy college classrooms anyways, but his little dinky class. <laughs> like they just put a podium in there. Like it barely looked like a classroom. Um, I definitely had classes and rooms that were that small. I can tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was it? it was less the size and just like how shabby it looked, I guess. I'd say I had that though. It was here. <laughs> State school. Well, I guess they were supposed to go to a real fancy school, though, so maybe that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Great Lakes University. Yeah. But he was committed, so. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, that That whole scene is, is, is all the, the, the slightly, like, the borderline uh, cringe, we'll call it. Uh, it's, it's, it is really funny how he, <laughs> the girl gives her answer about Vietnam. <laughs> He's just like, okay, 
Okay, that's one interpretation. <laughs> to, to paraphrase, yeah, you know but, it's yeah. coming. Yeah, he's just like he's really funny here, and then yeah, he, he just gets in her face and calls her a pussy, and <laughs> I'd forgotten about it. He just at the end of it, he's not even saying something. He's just going, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> and then he tells uh, Dangerfield, you know, tells him to to leave leave the poor girl alone and then uh, it's in his face uh and then basically starts talking about the korean war and then dangerfield says what he says and uh, he, <laughs> True, he but she's such a pussy yeah and then he uh <laughs> great teacher he totally cares a lot about what i have no idea <laughs> so, <laughs> the classic classic dangerfield um i have to go back I, I almost wanted to go back to watch that scene again because i was looking at the trivia and i guess in the like the I don't know if you call it a wide shot. Like, I guess technically it would be a wide shot because um, it was such a small space. But I guess you could see Dangerfield laughing in the background because he couldn't keep a straight face because <laughs> of all the stuff that, that Kinnison was doing in the foreground. Um, so, like, eventually they're just like, oh, we got to move on. So they, like, kept <laughs> they kept the shot of him kind of laughing in the background. Uh, yeah, anyways, at any rate, um, you know, there was a sad... Uh, passing of Kinnison in the nineties, uh, and uh, who, who knows what else he might have done. But in in like the brief screen time he was in this movie was pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number four. Yeah, uh, I really liked. <laughs> it really made me chuckle when uh, I saw the Ferris Bueller secretary taking notes <laughs> in the in the uh, business yeah. class classroom. Oh, that was great. Her clacking away at, at the little stenographer, the typewriter and everything. And uh, uh, what's his face? His son just could not keep a straight face and everybody else was laughing around. She was taking notes and then the professor came over there like a real creep, whispering in her ear. That was great. Yeah, he looks so good. <laughs> she basically always plays the same role, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's always so hilarious. She didn't drop an F-bomb on this one. Yeah, she's got the, the old Midwestern thing going. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what TV show was she on? Oh, It wasn't Small Wonder, was it? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking Small Wonder. I don't look it up, but... Mm-hmm. I'm going back in time here. Um, just because we're talking about, talking about her... Um, Small Wonder. Yeah, there we go. Go us. Uh... <laughs> So I, I, I do want to mention, uh, the, I guess, one of the two antagonists in this. Not, I wouldn't call them villains, but uh, um, so Paxton Whitehead is Philip. Um, is he didn't make my list? Um, I don't know if either one of you is going to talk about him at all. No. Yeah, he wasn't strong enough. I I really liked it. I thought he was actually really funny in this. Like he was the perfect kind of foil. Everything just like perfect like. Uh, super uptight, uh, but he actually had some like really like subtle funny stuff he was doing. And he had a really funny line in the middle of the movie um, where um, she's walking away from Dangerfield, and you know he's asking, "What was that all about?" And then she says something like, "What do all men want?" <laughs> and then he responds with like this super out of left field for 
for you to dress up as Wonder Woman and then throw the, the last blast of truth around them and make them like steal or whatever it was. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, that that was a really funny thing for him to all of a sudden just spit out like that. But, uh, yeah, he was, he's, I thought he was really good. He's a really good character. He has been a, like a ton of things that, that we'd recognize, I'm sure, but uh, I, thought, I thought he was really good here. Uh, anyway, sorry. Anyways. You know, I, I kept thinking I knew him from something, but I didn't. Every time I looked him up, I was like, well. God, the only thing the only thing I remember him from is is uh, like a couple episodes of The West Wing. And he's also playing this uptight, up, up teat, uptight uh, like art curator yeah, for for like the Smithsonian or for the. Anyway, all right. Uh, my number three is uh, when he goes to, the, to that guy's class, to the business class, and. Rodney Dangerfield just keeps interrupting him. Well, what are we selling? <laughs> just it's totally heaven. We already mentioned stuff about who electronics. Oh, we'll get killed by the chaps and just all the other stuff. Ah, it was gold. It's real world stuff versus professor stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. So, yeah, it's uh, talking about me. all the like the wheels he's got to grease. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Got to pay off this guy and that guy. I d- I do like the couple times in this movie where they they have. Dangerfield do like the super smart business speak talk, and you can tell that like he had to really like na- like think about those lines to, to spit them out. <laughs> yeah. Like at the beginning when he's talking about uh, instead of selling that whatever property in Florida, he's like, no, instead take like the like hold on to it for a year and then take the the annuity and put it in this and this and then like in the in that scene in the uh, you're talking about Jeff, he talks about um, like. Putting it in CDs or something like that, and waiting for like turnover, just <laughs> like it did not sound natural coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Not, I'm not complaining. Just it's a funny thing. Yeah. All right, I'll, uh, sorry, Scott. Number three. Number three is Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, yeah, like having show up to actually do the homework on Kurt Vonnegut. Um, it was the funny phone call, which Alex, you, you can talk about, because the funniest thing to me, um, after him actually having the, the brief appearance, is that he fails um, the paper, and she tells him, whoever wrote this thing doesn't know the first thing about Vonnegut, which I thought was, was a, might, might be like the cleverest thing in the entire movie, um, yeah. which the joke in and of itself is, is pretty funny, but just, uh, I don't know if they... they they were doing this intentionally, but just taking a, a swipe at academia that, that this English teacher was like, oh, whoever wrote this doesn't know the first thing about uh, Vonnegut, just to show that nobody knows anything about anything. Like, <laughs> when it, mm-hmm. at least when it comes to literary analysis. Um, so, yeah, I, I loved uh, the, the fact that she she thinks that Kurt Vonnegut doesn't know anything about Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, Sally Calibre, which you haven't really talked about, by the way, whose hair was kicking my ass, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was awful. Yeah. But uh, what else is she from? She was she was from Mash the White Snake video, <laughs> the Mash movie. Yeah, I've never seen the movie. Um, I too remember from a really funny episode of Dream On. I don't know if you ever watched that on oh, HBO. Scott Bakula. But what was Dream On? That sounds familiar. So that was one of the like first. Shows that HBO had that was like made for HBO TV show, um, and it was a guy named Brian Ben Ben, 
Um, a couple of other actors. Uh, <laughs> so nice, they named it twice. Yes. Uh, but he kept, like, the, the sort of joke was that he was raised, like, just in front of a television, like, in the, like, black and white in 50s. Uh, so whatever was on TV then is, like, what's constantly in his head. So the show got, kind of cuts away every once in a while to, like, old movies and TV shows and black and white. And, I mean, the, the show was on in the late 80s? Yes. Something. It had... Um, 90 through 96. 90, okay, 90 96. It had... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael McKean. It's probably the biggest name on that. Yeah. Uh, All right. I, I remember the name, but I don't... I, I never watched it because that doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, I remember. Right. I remember that show just real quick, because HBO dropped the show, and then Fox picked it up, and said, "Oh, the racy new show that used to, that's too hot for HBO is coming to Fox." And then we saw an episode and never saw it again. So it was it was kind of avant garde because there was no laugh track. That was like the big thing. So it wasn't a, mm-hmm. um, like a one camera show. And there was nudity <laughs> and swearing. So, because it's yeah. HBO. Uh, that was the other kind of avant-garde thing about it. But the, the bigger thing was the no laugh track. Like, it still took forever for, for people to, like, they, well, there's still network execs that don't believe you can have sitcoms without laugh track. So. <laughs> I know. When will people know that it's funny if <laughs> yeah. you don't have a laugh track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Anyway. Anyways. All right, uh, where are we at? Uh, Scott number three, or we already said that? Was Alex number three? So that was my number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tells, three. And they, they swear at each other. Him and Kurt Vonnegut. Sorry, go Alex. Yeah. Uh, my number three is, I like Robert Downey Jr. in here. He doesn't get a lot of screen time, but he's <laughs> you can't miss him. He's, o- he's over the top. Sometimes he has his hair painted, sometimes he doesn't. And uh, yeah, he's, got his, he's developing like his signature style. He's he's fast talking, uh, pretty smart, and uh, he 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 uh, he steps up to the bullies, and then it's his his best friend that gets in trouble. That was great. Damn you, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> so he, so again trivia stuff. He he was filming SNL at the same time he was doing this movie, so he's like flying back and forth between New York and here. I cannot, for the life of me, remember any skits from him being on SNL. No, that was or, one of the dark seasons. Or, or him, Anthony Michael Hall, was it that same season? So yeah, like a couple of the Brat Packers. Um, because it was, it was only that one weird SNL season that they had. That then they clean house and brought in a whole new crew. After well, that. I think some of those people survived that. I think uh, like Nora Dunn. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. like, like a few people. Like I think Nora Dunn was part of that cast. But um, yeah, like. Though they didn't. <laughs> yep. Good thing they dropped that dead weight, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't think they were writers, right? Like, I have a hard time. I mean, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I just have a hard time picturing um, him or Anthony Michael Hall writing for SNL. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of Anthony Michael Hall, wasn't he in Robert Downey? Oh, here it is. Never mind. He was in Weird Science. I couldn't find it yeah. here. But here it yeah. That's what I thought. I couldn't find it here, but I see it. So I think that was the first time I remember seeing him. And then back to sh- back to school. Well, here, he's 85 through 86. He's on like 16 episodes and like just a few skits. So mm-hmm. There it is. That is weird. 
All right, uh, what, Ryan number two then? And that would be the Oingo Boingo. It's the Oingo Boingo party scene and just the whole fact that he combined, he made a giant, you know, all the dorm rooms into a giant, yeah, that's cool. nice penthouse. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, and then you, I like the reveal. They're at a party and you hear Oingo Boingo, and then it pans over and the band's actually there. It was pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> they, they, they had the, the neon lights behind them saying Oingo Boingo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just in case anybody wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> That, oh, that was pretty cool. And that, the lame, that lame party, the lame fraternity party that uh, Johnny Lawrence is at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all dressed as Yeah. 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 So, that's my number two, Scott. Number two. I did, about that scene, Jeff, I I did like the, the drunk guy outside. Like, that guy was pretty funny. It's starting the greatest party in the world. <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> and then he pukes um, <laughs> and the cops showing up to bring more beer and <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was great <laughs> more Miller Lite because uh, Rodney Dangerfield had a contract with Miller Lite so they can have any other beers in the movie uh, but, uh, anyway so my number two um, just uh, Dangerfield and all the one liners in this like there, there's you know that that whole joke a minute thing that the other movies have it's Dangerfield with more than one liner a minute. Uh, just a constant string of them. And almost all of them are, are funny. Uh, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun sitting down to watch this again and just have him just keep zinging them out like constantly. Uh, and that, again, there was his, his character, at least the way they set it up, was like a good guy too. So um, that they kind of helped like kind of roof him, I guess. Um, and again, the the... The antagonism here is really light. Like, you just have the kind of one stuffy professor who's actually, you know, as as an adult, is pretty much in the right here. Like, Dangerfield's no right to be in there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's 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 just, again, again fun to, to see Dangerfield just zip him out. And I don't remember the, like, I, I definitely don't remember Ladybugs being nearly as, as funny. Uh, <laughs> or... Uh, what about Meet Wally Sparks? Or, or Meet Wally Sparks or Rover Dangerfield? And even in yeah, Rover Dangerfield. Yeah, even even in Caddyshack, he's he's much less of a, a focus there. Although pretty much everything he says in that is funny too. So. Mm-hmm. I was going to say he's not much of a focus, but he steals uh, every yeah. scene. Yeah. We're all going to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> when you buy this hat, you get a free bowl of soup. Oh, it looks good on you though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody step on a duck. Yeah, somebody step. On a duck. Oh, All right. All right. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two is the Triple Lindy, which <laughs> at first they describe as like, oh, back in uh, the Jersey Pier, I saw this this amazing diver that does the craziest, you know, dive I've ever seen, jumping from springboard to springboard. You know who did that? He's like, yours truly. And it's like, all right. So he's pretty famous. He's doing a dive. But then, lo and behold, at the end of the field, film, who needs to save the day but, uh, what's his name? Tiberius something Melon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tiberius Melon. That's his name. <laughs> Tiberius Melon has to get out there to do his signature trick. That's too dangerous for anybody else, for his son to do. That's why we won't let him do it. I, t- I, t- I did really like the, uh, the coach, uh, Walsh, like the close up on him as he's whispering into the, the official's ear or whoever the guy was supposed to be. He's going to do the triple Lindy. <laughs> just, yeah, just selling the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. They've got they got to bring out additional springboards for this next 
dive. It's just the most ridiculous thing. Creative use of editing <laughs> between Rodney and uh, the stunt double. That was fantastic. It was an amazing dive. Agreed. This is my number one. Uh, it's the thing I loved as a kid, and I still love it now. And the best part is makes it is the editing. Just him, the close-ups of him, yeah. the weird look on his face. Yeah. He's just he's like looking off to the side. To the like, side. He's not even looking at the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that it just kills me. The triple Lindy, yeah. and uh, yeah, just that'll you know who hasn't jumped off the diving board and thought about doing the triple Lindy. <laughs> That's true. It's the second most, second most famous diving board jump. Can you name the first? Um, a triple Axel Foley. I don't know. Not even a diving board. Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh yeah, counts. Yeah. All right, Scott, number one. That one is is the diving. Yeah, the triple D, the the aggressively not Rodney Dangerfield stunt double. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, just the, the editing. Like, I like how they're even cutting away before he lands on the diving board because he wasn't actually jumping for the other diving board. Yeah, no, there's no way. Yeah, like, <laughs> He'd kill himself. Yeah, the, the thing would snap, and yeah, they would just slide around and bash the head back of his skull, probably. But, uh, like, yeah, just that little thing. Like, for the very first one, when he's, like like you mentioned, Alex, in the very beginning, when he, when he does, like, the front somersault in the pool, and, like, all of a sudden you just get an air. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like to every time Dangerfield's running around the pool like he's wearing the weird slippers, like for some reason, like it didn't make a lot of sense to me. But uh, yeah, like like you guys have said, the the slow motion and, and doing the backflip and who knows if it was even legal or not, like as far as the dive <laughs> goes. But but who cares? Like it was it was good enough to win whatever competition was going on there. Yeah. All right. Any honorable mentions? My number one, oh sorry, is <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, his jokes are great. You know, he pretty much plays himself. But overall, I like his uh, character. Like we spoke about a little bit, that he's just a really supportive dad, and you didn't really see that in movies at the time. You saw dads just like, uh, like in uh, Ferris Bueller. Well, mostly, you know, his parents were like were kind of there and they cared for their kids, but they're really absent-minded, and you know they. Uh, they left the kids to their own devices and things like that. Uh, Rodney's character, uh, Tiberius Mellon, was uh, just like, I like the fact that he stopped the whole meeting. He's like, but sir, we got a whole day of, you know, meetings and get to do. It's like, hey, it's my son on a phone call right here. I got to, and he shuts the whole day down because he wants to talk to his boy. And uh, I thought that was great. He goes overboard, which is the main, you know, the the problem in in the movie that they have to resolve. Which is also cool, because he's so rich. He's using his his money to like share. He's being generous, like we've said before. He he decks out the, the dorm rooms and everything. But then, yeah, he goes into cheating and getting his people to do all of his homework and whatnot. And that's when his kid confronts him, and then they bring it all back at the end when he has to do the oral exam. All that was fantastic. Number one. Nice. Did you? Where he does the not the oral exam, oh whatever, yeah, the oral exam. That looks like the same room for the final scene of Flash. It was hundred percent the same thing from Flash. <laughs> I was thinking the it same was, thing. Right? Yeah, that had to be. <laughs> the answer is four. Dancing yeah, for the night. Say it, you know it. 
Say it! Also, I'm going to put Flash Dance on my list now. <laughs> flash Dance. Do it, do it. What about Dirty Dancing? I'm not putting Dirty Dancing. Huh. But did you All have right. the time of your life? <laughs> uh, it's time to rate it. Wait, I don't want to <laughs> Okay, uh, when when the the kid does his dive in the final uh, meet, and the judges hold up like nine, nine and nine and a half or whatever, the, the camera stays on him for like a second too long, and you see the middle judge like smile that he's holding up the nine. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to like like give like be emotional about any of the the stuff that you you're giving away. Um, yeah. There's that. It's funny seeing. Jason Hervey, the older brother from Wonder Years, as the young yeah. Dangerfield. Oh, yeah. Um, that was cool. You know, everybody does the collar thing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys yeah, got that. that was great. Uh, the opening photo montage was actually, I thought, really cool uh, to, to show him growing up and how they, well, I guess, <laughs> they did take that technique, like, 86, whatever, the 86 version of Photoshopping. Uh, yeah, putting him in all those pictures. Um, some of those were, like, real pictures, though. Like, I'm pretty sure that was from Caddyshack. Like, the yeah. last one when he's in the, the golf getup. Um, that guy had a ton of notes. Uh, Robert Ricardo cameo. It's this guy making out with his wife in the beginning. Oh yeah. Um, so I, ha- I have a question that's very similar to when we watched the Lost Boys. Would college kids in 1986 have really gone that nuts for Bruce Springsteen? Like, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I guess it's like not that important, but uh, um, that's the mid eighties. Yeah, yeah, I guess I know, and it was huge. So I guess yeah, I guess people really would have done that. Um, Wait, when was Springsteen in the movie? Remember Burt Ward, Burt Young holds up the sign Bruce Springsteen so that all the kids will go out there and so they can get their classes. Oh, I guess I missed that. Mm. Um, but yeah. Just Ned Ned Beatty was really funny in this. I just keep <laughs> Dean Martin. It's basically yeah, Dean Martin was was a dumb joke, but the how Ned Beatty keeps stretching out the same joke about how much money he spent. But like, I thought he was really funny. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Lou is is in, in the final meet. Lou is with that girl they meet at the bar. <laughs> I don't know if you guys. I was wondering who that was. Yeah, that's the same girl that was sitting next to him in the bar. So that, that was funny. So they've like kept up some kind of weird relationship. <laughs> Which they're like, good for you, Lou. Yeah. Um, and finally, um, we haven't mentioned uh, Terry Farrell at all. Uh, one of my all-time uh, crushes. Uh, so it is a good because of Deep Space Nine. Because of Deep Space Nine, yes. Yeah, I knew it. Uh, well, yeah, um, <laughs> but she's like almost a foot taller than the kid. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. Like, I also thought that was cool. Yeah, so yeah, like they didn't shy away from that. Um, she's like she's like six feet in real life. So damn. Yeah, she's volleyball team. Uh, but yeah, it was it was cool to see Terry Farrell and something outside of D Space Nine. So that's it. Sorry, I have a lot of notes in this one. No problem. Alex, you got any or no? Uh, it was just Dean Martin. <laughs> All right. Let's rate it. Uh, usually we do a scale of one to seven, one being garbage, seven being perfection. I'll go first, and um, I'll give it a five. I did not like it as much as I thought I would like it. It was still good. I, I laughed a lot, but I can't give it a six. So, five for me. Scott. Uh, shoo. 
This is this is tough. Uh, I and it, it was very easy to, to get through this. Um, I, we didn't really mention that. It was like clocking in about an hour and a half, which is which is always nice. Uh, yeah, just singer after singer. Uh, most of it's funny. A uh, li- little bit of cringe, a little bit of uh, anachronisms. Uh, some of the eighty stuff. It is very <laughs> rooted in, in his time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's got a lot going for it. It's like a dumb uh, like a school comedy. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't qualify it as a sex comedy. Uh, yeah. Um, it's got it's got the Zab <laughs> playing a bad guy. Uh, so this is a staple of of of, of the eighties. Um. So yeah, I'll give it a six. This is probably one of my, I don't know, top, I don't know, ten. But start getting like twenty, twenty fives. Okay. Dang. Alex, I'm gonna give this a four. It's a, it's a high four. It's almost a five for me. But I think, I don't know. For me, the antagonist should have been more like they were kind of weak. They, they, huh? Yeah, they, it wasn't like Johnny from Karate Kid or Johnny from, you know, just one of the boys. Uh, and the professor, I mean, he was stiff and everything, but yeah, they, they weren't like real big slime bags that you really want to get them punched in the face, you know? Well, he does get and punched to, in the face. I know, but it's like, <laughs> uh, that was when he was being, a, the, the kid was being a dick. He was drunk. It's like, eh. So, it's a four. I mean, Danger Field was funny, but, eh. All right, fair enough. And now it's time for our crossover topic, which is top five musician cameos, appearances, however you want to call it, in movies, TV, etc. Video games? Video games, sure. Um, I'll go first. And uh, this this is this scene. All right, it's Kid Rock in the in the very first episode of Silicon Valley. Um, do you guys watch the show or no? I've seen a few, but I don't think I remember. Yeah, I don't remember this yeah. either. Yeah. So it, it basically starts out with they're at this big mansion. It's this party, and there's there's a rock show going on, and it's Kid Rock, and he's performing. But there's like maybe. 40 people at this party and it's all just Silicon Valley tech nerds. So they don't even pay attention. They don't even like music. And they're all just the whole time. He kid rocks doing his thing on stage and there, no one's even paying attention at all. They're just talking about nerd shit or whatever. It just cracks me up at the end. He's like, who, who are these fucking nerds or whatever? But <laughs> they can afford hiring a rock guy to come to their house. And mm-hmm. I call them rock guys. Anyway. <laughs> Hell, that rock guy. Yeah. Scott, number five. Uh, number five. Oh, I can't remember a lot for this one. Uh, this will one of our better lists, I think. But uh, Elton John in Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Uh, more recent oh, I fair. Seen that yet. Uh, without spoiling too much, um, El- Elton's a little salty <laughs> in in this movie. Um, and they they have him do some some pretty funny stuff. So. Uh, yeah, uh, but mostly for the salt though. He he gets a little cranky <laughs> in this, and uh, it's it's pretty damn funny. All right, cool. Alex number five. 
Um, just to preface this for my list, since it was really broad, um, I tried to narrow it down to uh, cameos where the musical guest or the cameos actually performed some sort of music while they were mm-hmm. in in the in the movie TV show. I could have just <laughs> I I really restrained myself because I could have made this all about the Simpsons, but I only have two <laughs> <laughs> from the Simpsons. But my number five is from is uh, Tom Jones. From Mars Attack, not from The Simpsons, because yeah, okay. that is also valid. But yeah, from Mars Attack, where he does a show in Vegas, and then he has to help some people escape uh, from the aliens. It's not unusual to be loved by aliens. Yeah. There you go. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa. Have you ever heard John Mulaney's <laughs> bit about... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about... When they were oh kids and they put all that song, yeah, all the songs yeah. in the fucking jukebox in a row. Yeah. That was great. All right. Uh, well, my number four is a movie we've done not too long ago, and that'd be Alice Cooper in Wayne's World. Yep. Ah, oh, dang. Higher on my list. Higher on my list too. All right. Well, let you guys talk about it then, Scott. Uh, so th- this one actually made me put something on my list, uh, or my, my my match list, as it were. But uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Singles. Um, but the, the Seattle, so the movie takes place in Seattle, um, in the nineties. So it's very much, uh, and it's Cameron Crowe. Uh, so there's a lot of like grunge stuff going on. Um, so I only, in this case, I, I only included people that made cameos where they weren't performing, um, in this case. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, so Pearl Jam shows up. So Eddie Vedder and the rest of the band, um, Chris Cornell is randomly standing around in, in one scene, <laughs> which is funny because again, this is the '90s, and and people would have known who they were. But I think when singles came out, um, some of these bands weren't maybe well, maybe Pearl Jam, um, but I don't think like Soundgarden was quite as big then. Yeah. Um, I could be dead wrong about all this. Um, I know in the movie, um, Alice in Chains plays, but they're just like a band playing at that point. They're just being Alice in Chains. Uh, uh, yeah, it was really cool to, to see all the different uh, grunge people show up in singles. Uh, so in, th- in this case, though, Pearl Jam are part of Matt Dillon's band. Uh, and in the movie, they're, they're named Citizen Dick. Uh, and it's, it's, it's pretty funny. That's my number four. There it is. All right. Alex. <laughs> what are you eating, Jeff? Nothing. Oh, okay. My number four is... <laughs> and it totally shocked me when I saw this. And, I, well, I'm, I was surprised that I knew who it was when I saw them in Back to the Future 3, ZZ Top. Yeah, and I was a kid, and I was like, hey, that's ZZ Top. And also in that same thought, I was like, why do I know that? <laughs> I didn't really listen to ZZ Top music, but they were just guys in beards playing guitars. I was like, oh, I know, it's ZZ hey, Top. Hey, look, it's ZZ Top. You guys rock. Uh, maybe a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song they play in that movie, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, on to my number three. And um, it would be Weird Al Yankovic in the Naked Gun movies. Oh, damn. Oh. Or at least the Yeah, first that's one. good. <laughs> yeah. Damn, coming off the plane. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 
<laughs> they, they, they're greeting him with like flowers and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, Frank thinks it's for them. It's like, no, where Dal Yankovic was on your plane. Yeah. All right, that's my number three. So, Scott, what's your number three? Uh, my number three, um, I'm going to steal the first Simpsons one here. Um, I think Michael Jackson uh, playing. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah, uh, Leon Kampowski. Yes, I was, yeah, thank you. I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> yes, playing Leon Kampowski. Kampowski? Kampowski? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, see, Lisa, one, it's your birthday. I don't know if you guys know this, but that's not Michael Jackson singing. I do know this. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, because it's because of some rights with the record deal. So... Uh, Michael could be on the episode and that's his voice when he's doing like normal talking and scenes and everything but singing they had to get um, an impersonator okay that's funny I did not know that yeah he was good too like not like like nothing like (laughs) (laughs) the thriller himself alright Alex number three my number three is also from The Simpsons, my first Simpsons mention, and it's the Ramones yep. <laughs> when they show up <laughs> for Mr. Burns' birthday party. Yeah, that was, sounds pretty good. <laughs> I just want to say, this cake sucks. One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. Go to hell, you old bastard. <laughs> it's like, hey, I think they really like this. <laughs> <laughs> the Rolling Stones killed. Uh, sir, that wasn't the Rolling Stones. I said, do what I said. Uh, yeah, I like how shocked Burns is about all that. Yeah, he's shaking. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, these minstrels who soothe my, my frazzled nerves. <laughs> oh, that's great. You could have done Rock and Roll High School. It's also got yeah. the Ramones. Rock and Roll High School? I know I should watch that. I've never seen it. All right. Uh, on to my number two, and that would be Billy Idol from Wedding Singer. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Billy Idol gets it. I don't know what she yeah. Even women are positions to him. <laughs> so, yes. Billy Idol. Al- uh, sorry, Scott. Number two. Number two is Alice Cooper. I believe it's pronounced Milwaukee. It's the local Algonquin. The good land. Yeah, good yeah land. for the good land. Yeah, also my number two. Yeah, so fucking good. We're not... We're, like, so when we watched this before, I'd, I'd forgotten about the... Like, the very end of that. After... So I remember the them dropping down and doing the, we're not worthy. But the way he holds his hand out and turns his head to, like, let him kiss his... <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that, that, that was... Yeah, that, that look he gives is pretty damn funny. All right, so that's your number two as well. So we're on to my number one. Mm-hmm. And I had to do David Bowie from Extras on HBO. Oh, I thought about that I one. I mentioned yeah, this yeah. numerous times. and uh, Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Well, shit, I, I think I mentioned enough on the podcast, so I'm not going to explain that. Yeah, Sad Bowie, little fat man. <laughs> Stupid little fat man. <laughs> Wants to blow his brains out. Everyone gets it. All right. Scott, number one. Number one is Billy Idol. Uh, which, you, which you guys just say, we made a dispossession to him, but the the random biker that's on the plane 
don't you talk to Billy Idol that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that, the guy, he's like one chain vest, chain mail vest away from me. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that's, just, <laughs> Billy Idol's like, yeah. <laughs> like standing right behind him when he says it. Yeah. Don't you talk to Billy Idol that way. <laughs> just so, like... <laughs> oh, you you know he banged that lady too that wanted to know what the Mile High Club was. Yeah, probably. What's the Mile High Club? Eh. <laughs> I'm going to see Billy Idol in a couple months. Oh, like a barbecue at his house? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. If his house is the Honda Center, then yes. <laughs> I wouldn't be them, surprised. Them and Journey. I don't know when. We bought tickets. I don't know when it's going to happen, but we're going to go see. Cool. Filipino Journey. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Billy Idol. The guy apparently the guy sounds just like him. Yeah. So Steve Perry. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Alright, is that uh or sorry, Alex number one? Alex number one. And uh my other Simpsons one, no surprise, is uh Spinal Tap. <laughs> when we're in the first third of the <laughs> Simpsons episode and Bart and Milhouse go to the Spinal Tap concert, which was just fucking phenomenal. They were all in the characters doing backstage interviews. <laughs> the, the freaking the, the devil <laughs> inflatable balloon they had that is not inflated all the way. We salute you, all half inflated lord. <laughs> so laser shows and everything. There's puddles <laughs> everywhere on the stage. There's wind machine blowing, <laughs> and I think it was uh, oh. Damn it, Michael McKean's character that turns to the to the roadie and goes, "Medium setting, please," because it's blowing up his comb over. Oh, it's just everything about that was fucking gold. <laughs> Nobody rocks like Springfield. <laughs> and then the, the best good line, night. yeah, I'll let you good up. night, Springton. There will be no encore. That's <laughs> yeah, the good best. night, Springton. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, number one. As we were coming down Route 401. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> Oi, me vision. <laughs> Can you turn on the house lights, please? This is where we're supposed to tell them that they're the, they're the band. Bring some life into their pathetic... Or, uh, <laughs> pathetic, bleak little lives. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. That's... I'm mad I didn't think of that because I kept trying to think of Spinal Tap the movie, but there was like there was no if I don't remember correctly, there were no real band members in that. But them being Simpsons, that counts. Yeah, I like it. All there right, um, the only I had two honorable mentions. I had Snoop Dogg from Old School, which we just did. Yep, and then, Snoop uh, Dogg. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Twisted Sister from uh, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were also performing. Yeah, you have a bunch of. I'll try to run through these quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. Bunch of Pick a Destiny, uh, Tom Petty in the Postman, which he can't like stop smiling <laughs> the entire time he's there. I don't know? remember that. Uh, I don't remember the Postman. Keith, Keith Richards in uh, the Pirate stuff. That's pretty good. Uh, Jerry, <laughs> so I left that stuff off because they weren't playing themselves. Like they, he was acting as a yeah, he's a pirate. Pirate. So that, to me, that didn't make mm. it count. But for my list, anyway. Okay, well, I'll cut off. He wasn't. He wasn't pirate. Well, I was just signing my HMs thing on the way out. Uh, uh, Daft Punk, (laughs) Tron Legacy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. um, Green Day and the Simpsons, the movie. Yeah. 
And then, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Simpsons. <laughs> uh-huh. Our words are like our children. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, it's I like to hug and kiss you. Hey, that's much better. <laughs> yeah, everybody could enjoy that. Jesus. <laughs> uh, um, almost all of the Beatles from yeah. the Simpsons. Fucking James Taylor, Tom Jones again. Uh, Aerosmith. Uh, right? Tony, Tony Bennett. Rose. Yeah, Tony Bennett, Aerosmith. Yeah. I said, I ran in a rock. Uh, oh, fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis Costello on the Larry Sanders show. Uh, if you ever seen that episode, uh, it's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah. Oh, Talladega Nights. <laughs> it was a really short scene where they were walking by, what's his face, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's character. He had a giant house. And they were and they were talking back and forth, and as they were walking through the garden, uh, Will Ferrell just goes, "Hey, is that Elvis Costello and Most Def?" And he just goes, "Yes, yes, it is." So, anyways, as I was saying, and they were never mentioned again. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, with that, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. Uh, Winter Olympics, full swing. Started this weekend. What? It's a lot, of, a lot of snow. Or, or not, as the case may be. Yes, or not. A lot of man, a lot of man-made snow. Uh, I saw some of the snowboarding. Uh, downhill? No, the one where they had to do tricks and jumps and stuff. <laughs> so snowboarding. <laughs> yeah. No, because they had the half pipe snowboarding. Then they had yeah, the racing yeah. I, I, snowboarding. I don't know what to call it, like big air or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, this is the one where they have to go down the rails and everything, and they get judged technically. But the design of the courses is awesome. Uh, they really put a lot of uh, artistry into it. It was cool. They had like uh, the the shack in the middle or whatever. It looked like a house. Or... Yeah, it looked like, like the, the, roof the of it. rooftop, like temple type of thing. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Everything looked like it was like shaped like bricks, like the Great Wall. Fantastic. Uh, aside from that, uh, let's see how women's hockey is doing. Oh, not so good. The final is against Canada, two to four. Eef. Yeah. Well, the you know rematch, Canada v America, just like in WW two. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, oh, but then... so saying that this is this is like this game between them only affects seeding. Like both of them are still right. the favorites. To right. meet again in the finals. Okay, cool. So the game mattered, but the real—I mean, I don't want to get ahead of anything, but the the real match is potentially ahead. Mm-hmm. Because they destroyed who? Who did like the the first, one of the first matches? They completely obliterated Sweden. No, no. The Canadians have been blowing all the teams out of the water. No, it was it was the U.S. and they won like eleven to one in their first game. Yeah, there's only like three t- countries that can play female, women's hockey. It's the U.S., Canada, and like Finland. That's it. <laughs> so, so Jeff, there there is no men's hockey, right? There is it's just the NHLers aren't in it. When when does that start? I think it starts tomorrow or the next. Okay. Day. Cool. That's weird that they didn't already get on top of that because you'd think there'd be just as many games? I, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, there's definitely men's hockey. It's just, yeah, the NHLers are not going to be playing. 
Okay. So you'll see some college kids. You'll see some ex like ex pros, at least for U.S. and Canada. And then the, the other teams will have like their pros, like the Swedish elite league guys and the KHL guys. They'll probably be there, mm-hmm. but no NHLers. I always hated that. Like I get why the NHL said no, but well, they were sorry. Like they. And the NHL would not let the players do it for the last Olympics because they get no money out of it. Their players aren't even insured. The whole IOC does like so they got no no no. And it was in Korea, not a big market. They didn't really want it to happen. For this one, they were willing to let it happen because it was in China and there's a lot of money to be had there. Uh, but with COVID, they just because if a player goes over there, if you get if you test positive in China right now, it's like. You're there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like you have to yeah. go through their whole quarantine system and then even longer. So then, you know, you're, you come back a month afterwards to your team. So Jesus. Yeah. they decided uh, not to do it. And then also because a lot of games in the NHL have been canceled because of COVID. So they're using this. They built in a two-week break in the season for the Olympics. Now they're just using that two-week break to make up games that have been canceled because of yeah, I feel like on a just somebody who's, who's like done like you know, we've all you, you played hockey Jeff like Alex you know we were both the track and, and other things like mm-hmm. anybody who's ever done anything competitive like I I feel just terrible for all these people no matter you know what country they're from that they, they test positive for COVID and then they're just done they don't even get to compete yeah um you know, right now, like for the Americans, the, the biggest one that just happened to one of the figure skaters, um, Vincent Zhao. Um, yeah, so like, you just train forever. It's like your whole life. You get there, you get this positive test, and then like, you're done. Like, I, I'm sure that that happened in the summer games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it just oh, probably so, way more. Some people couldn't even get yeah, to you. Yeah, just you know, just uh, go through all that. What's his face? It, it's it's kind of heartbreaking. It's, it's kind of heartbreaking <laughs> that yeah. it's happening to, to not just the, this American skater, but to, to all these people. So, yeah, wear your mask, people, or else America loses. <laughs> all right, we're not getting gold medals because of you, people that don't wear masks. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. but it's just I mean it's bad, but yeah, whatever. It's the world we're living in the last couple of years, so right. a lot of people missed a lot of things because of this. That's true. Like a lot of people think a lot of things about Hawaii. Yeah, just I, 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 that's a good point, Jeff. There's perspective here, but um, I, I just genuinely feel for, <laughs> for these people that have to come. This yeah, year. I agree. Or that the family's not there, even that you know they compete. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. bummer, but. Yeah. Anyway, I did. I was watching because you know, we're talking about this. Was watching. Some of the speed skating over the weekend, that is so yeah. brutal. Because they kept, I kept watching these races, and like it felt like every single race on the short track, um, the judges would go look at the the tape, and then they would just disqualify like half the people on this on the <laughs> that race. Like it bit the Americans in the ass, it bit the Chinese in the ass, um, I think, or the Koreans anyway. I don't know if I don't know if the Chinese got disqualified. But what for COVID? No, no, no. Just like stuff that happens on the track, like oh. like this the short track has so many like super ticky tack. Like if you do this thing, then you're deaky, ricky ticky tacky, and you're ricky ticky tabby. Uh, <laughs> that like 
it's like infuriating. <laughs> like, I, like yeah. I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, the people that look like they won, it's all of a sudden did not win. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot more. It felt very arbitrary. Um, the short track stuff did. Um, so, I don't know. There were cones. Yeah, there were there are cones. These cones, cones are taking people out. Too. He knocked over a couple cones. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, anyway, I've been I like I I had it on like the entire weekend, like uh, kind of binged it as it were. Mm-hmm. It's probably the least I've watched it in a, in a long time. All right, it's time for Neem News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Okay, so that's a few things to to go over here. Um, so, a, a new series, uh, premiered on Amazon Prime, the Reacher, uh, not to be confused with Reach Around, or Jeff's world famous Reach Around dip. Um, <laughs> it's delicious. So this is based on Jack Reacher, I don't remember the name of the author of the books that this is all based off of, uh, they made a show out of this. And it's it's kind of a I don't weird's not quite the right word but uneven show is that at first it looks like something that could just as easily been on network television um, and then all of a sudden it takes a hard turn into at least the, the, the episodes that I've seen um, it takes a hard turn into a bit of the old ultra violence as as they would say in the Clockwork mm-hmm. Orange um, yeah I don't know that's good. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there, there's some like it, it, it feels like dumb action. Like it feels like like an '80s action thing, right? Where the the main character is just this muscle bound like killing machine, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't know. It, it kind of like it's easy to watch. <laughs> don't not to think about, <laughs> not to think about things too hard. Like uh, some some a couple of feats of strength. Uh, not too many. Uh, again, some some action. Uh, so, yeah, that's a thing. Um, something that I, I stumbled upon today. Uh, so I, I typically don't pay too much attention to the Razzies, uh, which is the awards that the the well the Razzies give it every year for like the worst in in at least in movies. I don't know if they they do television as well, but. Um, you know, they'll do like worst actors, worst supporting actors, and then, you know, in, in a given role. There's uh, there's a category this year that, that made me laugh, and I'm still kind of laughing about it. Um, and the category is worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then it lists all the movies yeah. that he was in in 2021. And I, yeah. I'm, I I don't know. He's on the. I've been saying he's on the Steven Seagal portion of his career. <laughs> oh man, that makes so much sense. Like he. So these are the movies he did this year. Or sorry, in twenty twenty one. American Siege, Apex, okay. uh-huh. Cosmic Sin, Deadlock, Fortress, Midnight in the Switchgrass. That's an awful. Out of Death, and Survive the Game, like. What the fuck are these movies? <laughs> yeah, no. This, this, this is like so. There's no, there's no more direct to Spike TV anymore. Um, but I guess you can do direct to Netflix. I don't know where these movies are on. Um, 
I, I, I do know that I've seen, I had to have seen at least like a couple of these pop up in whatever streaming services that I, that I go through. Yeah, um, I think they're mostly on Amazon. But it just, it's just, it's it's hilarious to me. Like, what is he doing? Like, getting money, getting uh, paid, uh, yeah, Apparently. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, I don't understand, like, how they're getting him to do all this. <laughs> Other than just money. Like, yeah, like I, here's the money. Yeah, I guess, okay. I guess that's, that's, that's the answer. Maybe I'm thinking about this too hard. But, yeah. but I, like, somebody was telling me that He's he's doing like just as many movies in twenty twenty two, like I, I don't I don't know what's going on here. I kind of want to sit down gig. to to watch one of these, like pick out the one that seems like it'll be the worst. Like, because I'm curious, like how much is he actually in the movie? Like, is he like how much? Oh yeah. How much action is he actually doing? Like, I don't know if you've somebody. Uh, there's there's a uh, a YouTube channel. I think they're on YouTube. A weird name like Cumtown or something stupid like that. Um, <laughs> but they did this uh-huh. whole breakdown on Steven Seagal recently in some of his movies. That was pretty funny. Uh, but, yes, like Seagal's in, in these, he's still cranking out these movies. It's like 65-year-old Seagal's cranking out these movies. But, like, he can't fight anymore because he weighs like 300 pounds and can barely mm-hmm. move. And he's a 65-year-old man. <laughs> it's not, you know, done any real martial arts in like 20 years um that like he's always like sitting down and just like does some like slap hand stuff or they'll they'll be like another guy in the movie that like will do most of the fighting <laughs> like do the big action like one-on-one like kind of kung fu fights or whatever um mm-hmm. i wonder if it's the same thing in these movies where there's like somebody else is actually doing the ass kicking and he's just kind of like the face uh, to, to get people to sit down to watch. Uh, are what are people watching? <laughs> still, you see, still I mean, bankable. I mean, back to uh, well, school. So, back to school <laughs> for Seagal. I, I I don't know who's watching his shit anymore. Like maybe there's a, a fandom in like Eastern Europe and Russia that's watching shit. But uh, like Bruce, maybe it's Tommy Rico. Or what did he say? Bobby Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> Does anybody know who did Bobby Bonilla? Has anybody seen Richie? Oh. <laughs> Richie. Oh. Uh, who did Bobby Lupo? Oh. So, like, to, to, mm-hmm. but if you, if, you, if you apply that same question to Bruce Willis, are people watching it? They did eight movies with him last year. or And uh, God, if you do just me next year, like, somebody's making money off this shit. I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, maybe this is and all a front for Bruce laundry Willis. money. Besides Bruce Willis, somebody's making money off this. Unless he's producing this stuff himself. Mm, I didn't think about that. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyways, I just thought that was ridiculous. I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> that there was a <laughs> worst performance by Bruce Willis in 2021 movie. <laughs> and it just lists all the movies he was in in 2021. At least all yeah. the direct-to-Netflix ones. Uh, so You know what's on Netflix? Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Is that on my list? Yeah, it's back on Netflix. Do we do Hudson Hawk? I don't think we have. Uh, that's awesome. You guys always bitch when we put on my list. I put on like five movies since we started this podcast. Yeah. About time. I'm too yeah. behind Jeff now. Oh, you have Bottle Shock on your list, Jeff. Nice. Yeah. 
I just deleted like four movies from my list because you guys are probably select them. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want you to pick I'm the curious, movies that have, I put on there. Bottle shot getting last year. Curious because I like the movie. I've seen it a bunch. Really? Yeah. Okay. He likes wine. He does like wine. Oh. Anyway, uh, I was going to talk about the Olympics, but we already kind of went over that, so I think I'm good. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to go over? Yes. I started watching Peacemaker. Yes. From James Gunn. Uh, first of all, I will never, ever skip the opening to the show. <laughs> Whatever I watch, it is fantastic. Uh, but the show itself is great. It's just James Gunn, his writing at his best. He directs some episodes, but his writing is spot on. It, it's funny, it's it's poignant, it's sad, it's uh, action-packed, it's bloody as hell. Uh, yeah, I love it. I highly recommend it. So... Especially, yeah, if you like Guardians, if you really like Suicide Squad, it's just more of that. It's awesome. So you've you've seen The Suicide Squad, right? Uh, no. Wait, I've seen James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's The Suicide Squad. Yeah, I haven't seen the bad one. Okay. Um, what about you, Jeff? Have you seen it? Uh-huh. All right, so spoilers for everybody at home that happen to have, hasn't happened to see it, because I recommend The Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah, why haven't you seen yeah. it? Um... What, what what do they do to address the fact that, like, he was, like, the villain by the end of the, the, of the Suicide uh, Squad? Like, what, what, like, do they do anything to kind of redeem him, or no? Because um, after what he does to little... Flag, it's like, I don't really want to, I don't no, wish they any do good ad- things for him anymore, you know? Right. But they do address that. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to spoil the show, but okay. yes, they do address that. Okay. That's good. I, Robert Patrick is his is his dad. If you remember the little, little conversation he had with uh, Bloodsport about how he was trapped in the, his dad would put him in the cage with the rats after, for twenty four hours for making a small mistake, and then that's when yeah you know Peacemaker's like yeah, it's like kind of like he's been there yeah you actually get to meet his son bitch dad. Hmm. Ugh. All right, but yeah, it's addressed. It's great. Highly recommend. I'm only three episodes in, and I think there's only six, so I'm gonna finish it. Cool. Uh, anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, Jeff. Anything you want to go over? Um, just before you go, and you, just one note: I'm not any further on Boba Fett than I was last week. <laughs> I'm caught just, up. Just in case that uh, was going to be a talking point. It will be a talking point, but not yet. Um, I've caught up on some Marvel stuff. I finally finished Hawkeye. Okay. Um, took some time, but finally finished it. Uh, it was all right. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering uh, if, Scott, if you creamed your shorts at the end when there was a Marvel musical. I like did. I wanted. <laughs> I, I kept saying, like, I really hope that there was, like, an unfiltered version of that, and then they actually show it, but... Uh... There, there were, there was, so yeah, spoilers, everybody. Again, uh, the they they so in the the first episode of Hawkeye, they they cut out of the musical right as they're going to do the Hawkeye line, so you don't know what it is that they say. Um, so you actually see it like they make him like the lamest character. <laughs> they say like Hawkeye seems like a really nice guy, like it's part of the musical, <laughs> like he's no superpowers or that he kicks ass or anything. It's just that. He seems like a nice guy. Like, that's his... <laughs> the musical's so good. Just so and awful at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, 
what what's the line in uh, Futurama about Fry's musical? It's as lousy as it is brilliant. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like Ant Man's there for some reason. Like the yeah, why was yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, the we can do this all day. Like yeah. stuff with the Hulk. Like, yeah. just, oh, it was so good. Like, it was, it was, so, yeah, it doesn't, like, move anything along like it wasn't a, a story stinger, but it was still still pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I did, so you see, overall, Jeff, you said you liked the series? Yeah, it was all right. I, I, I There were some slow episodes, but the last couple were pretty good. And, yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it. I, I did like, a, I think I might have mentioned this, but out of all of the, the MCU shows, this definitely was the most... Like street level, lowest stakes, kind of thing. Um, it's some some nice touches too. Um, like uh, I I did like that the the whole getting the watch back was just because it belonged to his wife. Like like and the fact that she was a shield agent that they never yeah. bring up in the movies. Um, like the like by the end of it, how um, she has like. Her own little crew, like, they felt kind of like lone gunmen. <laughs> While the the different civil service people, or public service people. Oh, yeah. Kind of working for her. Um, I liked, I really liked that Jack just turned out to be a weirdo. Like, he wasn't a bad guy, <laughs> yeah. he was just a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was the best reveal of the whole damn show. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he just got a hard-on for swords. Yeah, apparently, like, yeah, that is a real character. Like, like that's the thing about these shows is like these are all like actual like deep nerd cuts, but I don't know enough to to catch a lot of it. But, uh, like he, he's actually supposed to be a character. Her mom is supposed to be somebody too, I guess. Like Vera Farmiga. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. To, it was fun to see um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, like, I don't know, Jeff. Was there was there more you want to say about it? Okay, because we keep going on here. Nope, I just watched it. And I finished it. <laughs> um, I I really liked uh, again uh, Echo. Like I don't think they say her name, or they don't. I don't think they ever call her Echo in the in the show. But they set her up for her own show. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll be interesting because that's like the first real spinoff of a spinoff here that we're gonna get for the MCU. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, uh, yeah, she was super cool. Um, so again, it'll be interesting to see what they do with her. Uh, yeah, the worst was Jabroni John Snow. <laughs> like I did look exactly like uh, Kit Harrington. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Kit Harrington, I finished. Oh, the it's about, finally. How, how many sittings did it take, Jeff? <laughs> like four. Okay. It took a while. Um, it was all right. I, I mean, I know that against it, it was. It, it didn't feel like a Marvel movie to me, but there were some good moments. There were some, I don't know, some stuff I didn't like. But for the most part, it was all right. It was. It was good. I guess it took me too long to watch it, so I don't really was following everything that was going on. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't the best Marvel movie ever, but it, I didn't hate it either. I feel it'll be one of these movies that I go back and watch it after the characters have appeared in another movie, and I'll go back and be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's why." Yeah, dude, I forgot. I don't know. It was awesome. <laughs> so they, they, yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I felt like not all of their powers were super defined. Like, 
Yeah. Um, what? A lot of them were like, yeah, like a lot of them were like. So one girl delusions. Yeah, that was pretty clear cut. One guy like yeah. mind control. The uh-huh. the like the main woman, uh, Gemma Chan, Susie. Like, yeah, she could change stuff. They didn't really like say like how far she could take that. And all of a sudden, she had like other powers, and they kind of left that like nebulous. And then uh, yeah, it was all transmutation. What other powers? Well, like all of a sudden, she's like changing stuff and other stuff, and she's like, oh, I was never able to do that before. I don't know how I did that. Like that was like oh, the, was like living, a huge part could, of like the plot. Yeah, well, she could. She was used to changing inanimate objects, like transmuting those. She was never able before to do living objects. Right, and they never. Is, and they, but they, the they never really like said like how far she could take that. Like, and then well, and then we uh, saw how the far bro- she could take well, it no. by the end of the movie. I don't think I don't. Nah. <laughs> it was right there. <laughs> you saw how far she could take it. No, I think I think it's still no. I, don't, I, I honestly I'm not. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like I, I, don't, I still don't think it was like very clear. Um, uh, well, it, well, parts of it weren't very clear, but I mean, you saw how far she could take it. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I mean, she was doing something in the movie. I, like I'm not denying that, but like I still don't think like they ever made it like like she understood what it was she was doing. Mm, okay, I can see um, that. That yeah, Rob Stark is basically Superman. <laughs> That's obvious. Yeah, they even yeah. made that joke. Um, yeah, yeah, they made a, a couple DC references: Batman and Superman. Like, has that ever happened before in a Marvel movie where they're like, "Who do you think you are, Batman?" Or was was that Superman? Like, they made those comments. Like, yeah. it was kind of weird. So maybe those kids wouldn't in their world. It'd so, be like... so then do those people really exist, or they exist in the media? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I assume. I assume they're saying <laughs> yeah. like, they're yeah, fake yeah, yeah. in their world. Yeah, but yeah. that's weird in a world where you do have flying superheroes. You have Thor and you have Scarlet Witch. He's like, Gil- anyway. was like Gilgamesh. He's like could punch stuff really hard. Like, <laughs> I know. yeah, super strong. Um, he had light armor. And then uh, Camille Nanjiani, finger guns. Like, yeah, pew, like yeah. So that was like. Did he have to like load up first to be powerful with it, or can he just like again? You have to uh, hold the sugar down a lot. Yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. The way until the normal yeah. feature was like fully. Yeah, he could charge it up like a like a Hadouken fireball. Yeah. Like a Kamehameha. Yeah. Or else it was just like little little pot shots. But, uh, again, overall, I, I enjoyed it. They they crammed in like a lot of stuff in that movie, though. <laughs> like they got into yeah. a lot of plot and. I think I mentioned this before. The one of the reviews, um, funnily and accurately, called it like some some deep Jack Kirby stoner shit, like <laughs> like all, everything yeah. on that movie. Um, and then at the again the stingers they cram in a lot, like just all these other like side characters. Like I have no idea who these people are. And then at the very very end, again spoilers, mm-hmm. the the stinger for Jon Snow. Uh, his character, and then, like, all of a sudden there's an off-voice character talking to him. Like, there was a lot to, to process there, so... Uh, I'm pretty sure that was Doctor Strange. No, it was... It was, um... It was Mahershala Ali. Sam. It was Blade. It was who? It was Blade. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, shit! Yep. So there's gonna be some movie where they get together all the people that have swords, I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that's gonna be about. 
Sure, it wasn't Sam Tarley. Um, I mean, it could have been. It could have been. What about Hot Pie? What the fuck is a Hot Pie? Hot Pie never met John Stark. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Not Arya Stark. So. Um, okay, so I did that. And the other Marvel thing I did, those one shots, I was kind of catching up on some of those. Have you ever watched those on Disney Plus? The What If? No, they're called one shots. So they're just like these little, they're between three and 15 minute long episodes of. Just kind of fill in the gap stuff. So, mm. Agent Coulson, he's on the way to Thor's hammer, you know, before the first Thor movie. And there's like, he's at a convenience store and someone's robbing it and he fights back. Little things like that. Uh, Is this all animated? No. It's all live action. It's all the case. There's uh, huh. Agent Carter, how she gets promoted to S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that. It's like, here's like a 15 minute episode one. Um, there was one that determined, uh, filled in the gap on why it was Tony Stark that recruits um, uh, at the end of Hulk. I forgot the guy's name. Bruce Banner. Oh, uh, General Ross. He's the one who comes in the General Ross and talks to him. And it was basically Coulson. And then you know the other S.H.I.E.L.D. guy who he ends up actually working for um, uh, Hydra? He's got the glasses, like the round glasses. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're like talking and no one wants to go talk to him or something like that. So they send in Tony. So it kind of explained why Tony Stark, who wasn't even an Avenger at <laughs> yeah, that point. Yeah, they're redconning him. <laughs> yeah, there. basically. So they, they did that. There was a few different ones. There's one with um, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. Not the Mandalorian. The Mandarin. <laughs> the whole thing with that. So uh, there's yeah. these little shorts. So if you haven't watched them, they, check them so, out. Was RDJ actually in that? Yeah, but it was it was the footage from the movie, so it was just they spliced in the scene from the stinger from the Hulk movie. Okay. Oh, so it's mostly sense. the other guys talking. Blah, yeah, blah, they're so talking at a diner. Say. I don't want to go. You don't want to go either. We'll, we'll send somebody, and then it just cuts to that stinger from the okay. Hulk. So already, Jade didn't film anything new. Okay. <laughs> um, but what's her face? Yeah, from Agent Carter. Yeah, she did it. Hallie Atwell. Uh, Agent Coulson's been in all, was in all of them, mm-hmm. so almost all the other actors were for their episodes. But yeah, they didn't get like Cap or. Iron. Okay, you have to go check that so, out. Yeah, because they're big leaguing them. <laughs> yeah, and some of them are old. Uh, oh, there's ones with Thor and explains like why he wasn't involved in the Civil War. He's looking, no one calling. How come Tony's not calling me? I would have helped fight or whatever, and so. And then he call he talks to Bruce Banner who does so those two show up actually in these you'll see, um, Banner and Thor talking to each other and I don't know some funny stuff. Is that because he was having troubles with his roommate? <laughs> yeah, the roommate thing. Yeah, that's it. And then uh, obviously Mandalorian. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, so I said Mandalorian because uh, well, it's not about Boba Fett the last <laughs> yeah. two episodes. This series is the best two episodes. I love this show. I love how bad and how awesome it is at the same time. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least Boba Fett makes an appearance in this episode. But I don't yeah, think he says more than like three words, which mm-hmm. I mean, I guess is on brand for him in the movies. Yeah. But We've gotta get ready uh, for war. But yeah, I mean, this one was chock full of. Uh, Star Wars goodness with uh, characters. Scott, goddammit. <laughs> I know. You fucking watch him, man. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about this whole thing with or without you next yeah, week. Well, so. With or without you. Uh, uh. 
So yeah, there's appearances and stuff and clavin. <laughs> That's right. There's gifts being given, robots yeah. building stuff, explosions. Yeah. Buff Twi'leks. All, all of that. Mm-hmm. Force being used. It's a hologram maps. Yeah. Wizard. Yeah. It's pretty good. It has nothing to do with Boba Fett. So that's why I'm really confused <laughs> in the last two episodes. It's so, so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But next, this week coming up, or this, yeah, a couple days will be the last one of the season. So we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Maybe this one will be about Han Solo and <laughs> Chewbacca mission to yeah. make more money. I don't know. <laughs> they land on Tatooine. What happened here at the very end? It's like, oh, there was a war. <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah, Credits. Like, yeah, I don't get it. Like, they could have just made this... If you would have just made this the Mandalorian still, but it's about a different Mandalorian, like, it would have been fine, right? Like, I don't know why they had to call this the Book of Boba Fett. I don't get it. But whatever. Yeah. I will say I did enjoy it, except these last two episodes have been the best by far. So I guess I can't complain, even though it doesn't make sense with the show <laughs> we're watching. Yep. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. All right, I think we're good. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, go back to school if you need to. Back to school. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.